0: special delivery. Today on New Amsterdam Radio, we're talking about how things are coming to you and what that means for your creative project. Let's go. Oh, the city is yours. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. How's everyone doing out there? In internet land, it's your boy Flobo Voice, and uh, this podcast, I'm not regular as it is, it's about those who are creatives, those who make things happen with their minds, their hands, their hearts. Uh, a New amsam Radio is a name, powered by newamsamradio.com. Life's been good on my end. Uh, recently, I had a bit of a shift and uh, the day job space, which has allowed me to really focus on my creative endeavors uh, on the side and during the day too. And it was really fun to be able to connect with other people out there who are also on that wavelength, those who are full-time creative individuals. That's, as my brother would say, puts the battery in the back to create. A lot of projects are working on a pipe. I, I don't usually get into me individually, but allow me to toot my own horn a bit. Uh, I'm working more and more with, with hosting and, and, and having a, an opportunity to be an after show host and describe, uh, episode recaps. And those are available wherever you listen to podcasts as well as well as YouTube. And even though comedy, uh, my stand up comedy isn't as, uh, robust as I would like, it's definitely open to come back, uh, full charge in just very shortly. And, and this, forget the finances of things forget the the seemingly scary notion of well, I don't have a day job (laughs) being able to work on the things that you love to work on even in in short bursts like this has been nothing short of a blessing and uh it can be done I've seen people in my similar situation that were able to leverage that into a lifestyle and I hope to get there myself but until then we are definitely taking one day at a time and of course, I want to thank you guys so much for supporting the show and telling your friends about it, and downloading and, and, and telling your enemies about it, you know, getting the word out for New Amsterdam, the brand, uh, Home of the Notebook One and, and the Amsterdam Pocket Case. And even the show itself, New Amsterdam Radio, has been nothing short of a blessing. And for that, I thank you. I use an app called Quartz. And I'm gonna stop right there because that does sound like an ad, but it's not. Uh I actually use the app Quartz uh to get my news and every I don't know a couple hours, maybe four or five times a day, I get a notification on my phone that tells me what's going on in the world and I have an opportunity to open it or discard it. And when I do open that notification, news clips or text paragraphs are sent to me in this text-like format, like a text message-like format, where I can scroll, ask for more information, share, or, or turn off, or even uh, um, turn off for the time being. That was a pretty cool idea. And when I go on job interviews or I'm hanging out with people at parties, and they, the question always comes up, where do you get your news? Especially now we're in the fake news era and we have to validate our sources. I mentioned this app. And what I like about it is that it brings the news to me. And I've realized that it's not just the news. Everything nowadays can be sent to you. Not to say we're lazy. Not to say we don't put in the effort. But the paradigm has pretty much shifted. You don't have to go out and get the newspaper if you don't want to. Uh, My dad does. He likes uh, the chance to get in his car and drive to the newsstand and walk around the newsstand and talk to the other people his age, you know, he's retired now, and drive back and read the paper on the porch. That's what he likes. That's his experience. But you don't have to. Um Or even ordering food. You know, I used to live uh, in an apartment cross town, uh of here in Los Angeles, which I liked because it was so close to other walkable options. I would get up wherever I was hungry, walk on down to that strip and get some grub. But I sense a move closer to the beach where that's not nearly as a possibility. And so when I want food, I usually open an app and I hit a couple buttons and the food comes right to me. Uh, looking for a job, you know, a generation ago, two generations ago, it was all about pounding the pavement, slapping tar as it might be walking into an office and saying, I printed out 400 copies of my resume. Uh, Here, take one and please consider me for your position. Uh, Doing that today will probably get you hauled off by security. (laughs) You know, everyone's like, hey, we open our job, search our job engines online. Go ahead and check it online. And there are apps like that, of which I have three or four of them where I can open up like LinkedIn or ZipRecruiter or Indeed, where I can scroll for positions, even short term or long term ones. Uh, dating. Uh, dating is that way too. You know, you don't have to go to a local bar and, and talk to someone and, and determine whether or not that's someone you like. There are apps right there that bring you push notifications of people they think the app thinks that you may like. And you can choose whether you want to engage with them or not. The point is what I'm saying is that everything has changed. Things are being sent to you. Special delivery. Uh, I feel like it's it's way beyond e-commerce, it's way beyond opening up Amazon Prime and saying, I want this thing now. It's just the way we are consuming the, the products and services we want. We want to be able to, on our own time and dime, have things sent to us that are recommended to us, recommendation engines sent to us, where we can say, This is what I like, or it will be uh, this content or this product or this service on an exchange we uh, appreciate or we're already familiar with. So uh, I use Amazon as an example. Uh, it's even though a person who sells a widget can offer a widget app to have these widgets sent to them. The idea that this widget could be available on Amazon where we don't have to have a separate account to buy said widgets makes it that much more valuable. And it, the sky's the limit. I mean, just to, for a very really more avant garde example, for a really more um, out there example, uh, you can actually get a mortgage for your home through your phone. I mean, yeah, there's some documents you have to have and, and information you have to fill out, but I mean, I couldn't imagine doing that 10, 15 years ago. You can imagine Uber 10, 15 years ago. Uh, to be honest with you, the fact you can open up your phone, answer a couple of questions, take, snap a couple of photographs, and at least have an application out there for a mortgage for a home uh, completely blows my mind. And it's not going to stop there. The idea now is finding... The serviceification of our products out there, or even the gamification of our services out there. Uh, It's all about engagement, getting people involved, getting people to more familiar with the product, uh, making the buyer's journey uh, much less frictionless. They don't want to have to go through step A and B and C and D to find their product or service. They just want to open up their phones and make that happen or have it sent to them. 10 years ago, I wrote my first book. It was a collection of short stories. It was called uh, "By the Ounce and Other Tales, which you can still buy on Amazon. Um, I got it through a vanity press. And I had a printing first before I, the book was available uh, on, these, on these stores. And I would meet someone that was kind of interested in the book. And I would say, hey, look, you want to buy this book? Well, I don't have uh, cash. Do you accept cards? Uh, no, I don't. I'm selling this book out of my trunk of my car. And I will lose a sale. And then I will get like a card reader. Hey, do you want to buy this book? Well, do you accept cards? I do. Great. Uh, I like to have a ebook version. Do you have those? No. And that was another thing. And before you knew it, by the time my second and third books came around, I had them on these big sites, small sites, independent stores for people who don't want to uh, donate or give money to large corporations. Uh, digital versions, physical versions, deluxe editions, second editions. Uh, I put my product in as many places as possible, not because I felt that that was most efficient, because I'm sure I didn't have the marketing research for it, but the idea is I didn't want an excuse of the buying experience being challenging to cost me a sale. And that was way back in 2008, right? Now, content, now products and services are coming directly to you. Now, what does that mean to you as a creator? All right. So what are you saying, Flobito? Does that mean I have to put my product and service on Amazon? Is this a giant viral ad for the largest company on the planet? Yes. Or no. See, the idea is that you want to be able to put your product or service or the thing you're working on in a place where eyeballs are. So if you make jewelry and you find a way to navigate the Byzantine steps you have to accomplish to be on Seller Central on Amazon, then go for it. But what if you have a job or career that's creative but doesn't really work putting it on Amazon. Say you are a wedding singer or you really love being a medicine person. i to say medicine man, but that seems very gender specific. You know what I mean. Well, the idea now is to make sure your content, which advertises your business, either, either uh, explicitly, like an ad, or uh, come on down and try my thing, or... Um, implicitly, like content marketing or intro video or a talk show that talks about the thing you work at and what you're good at or an infomercial in places where people are going to be. The idea is that you want to be able to put your stamp in these much larger viewing streams, these places where people are congregating and using that to pull into your buyer's funnel, into your experience. Uh, for example, let's say you are part of a dance crew You'll have to breakdance and pop and lock. It's very easy to get a couple of videos from your past gigs and put it on your website and try to advertise with people. You know, Facebook ad or whatever. That's great. But if you notice that people who are sharing other dance crew videos are on YouTube, for example, and even though you may want to be protective of your actual routines... If you make a series of videos where you instruct people at home how to do dances or you do dance routines you thought were discarded routines you would never do at a gig and put those online, well, you have an opportunity to really bring content to people because those looking at YouTube aren't looking for book reports. They're looking for video and visual entertainment, and you happen to be in that mix. I speak from a community standpoint. I know, uh, the app Vine does not exist anymore in its current form, but a lot of comics would have their working material on this on comedy apps like Instagram Video or Periscope uh, because it was a chance to have a live aspect or even a one to one touch point type feel to the content without putting it on a finishing platform, quote unquote, like YouTube. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable personally saying a joke while I'm walking to my car on Instagram video or Instagram story than I do putting it up to YouTube. But I try both ways. Uh, I feel like if it's on YouTube, it's a bit more like finished. If it's on Vimeo, it's like a finished idea. Where if it's something fleeting or something I'm working on, Instagram video is where I want to be on. You see, The idea is that You want to make your experience as frictionless as possible. You don't want to be the person who has this brilliant idea or brilliant way of tackling something, but have a process that's so difficult to find you. That's so uh, challenging for people to share that it will probably turn some people away. How many times have you scrolled online? Your friend makes a post or shares something on you, and you're just kind of like, this is a, a weird video, or this is a weird post, but you're still curious of where they got it from, and you click the person uh, who was the original creator of that post, and you end up on their page, and you decide whether or not you want to follow them. Now, I understand. You know, I'm not trying to tell you guys, the key to being good at what you're doing is getting followers, because you know you can't really monetize followers. You can't. They're a vanity metric. You can have a lot of followers and tell people, hey, these followers are engaged and therefore give me money. But it's not like someone follows you and you can go and say, well, that's $3 or that's $10. But what I'm saying is keep on working on your craft. Make sure at the core, the product is as best as it can be. But play with ways to put little bits of your product in places where people are already hanging out. Sprinkle the love around. And if someone thinks that you have potential, they're more than willing to follow you. Well, thank you so much for checking out this edition of New Amsterdam Radio and go back to the archive and check out all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio. We are building something great. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, and checking out the episodes. My name is Slowbo Boys, and I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, this has been a blessing. And if you can, make sure you tell all your friends about the shows, you know, because your word of mouth makes this thing grow even faster. And until next time, the city is yours.